I think we could describe this as entering into a new phase. And they say we're going to have a national lockdown or a national quarantine. And I would just say that's absolutely false. It's not true. Time matters. Minutes count. It is how we respond to that challenge that's going to determine what the ultimate endpoint is going to be. We will save lives. With your coronavirus update for the week of January 30th, I'm Jim Watkins. This update sponsored by Florida Vacations. Your room is ready at siestakeyes.com. First, the global numbers, 102.3 million recorded cases of coronavirus in a little more than a year. 2.2 million people have died from coronavirus-related illness. 74.1 million people have survived after being infected. Hotspots around the world by rank, U.S. leads in daily deaths with a seven-day average of 3,300, slightly up from one week ago. Mexico is losing about 1,320 people a day on average. That's up just slightly 3% from a week ago. Brazil, with just a little over 1,000 people on average dying from COVID-related illness. That's up slightly from last week. In the U.K., the rate is steady from last week with approximately 1,200 people dying each day from COVID-related illness in the U.K. And in Germany, the seven-day average of daily deaths is down, just over 700 people per day passing from COVID-related illness. Now, here at home in the United States, California, Texas, New York, South Carolina, and Pennsylvania are your top five hotspots for fatalities from COVID-related illness. California's seven-day average stands at 548. That's up from 544 one week ago. Texas's average is 337 deaths per day. That's also up from 324 last week. New York is down slightly from 205 deaths to 193 per day from COVID. South Carolina, the fifth ranked, is the most deaths in one 24-hour period. It's averaging about 64 people a day, and it's increasing on average. In fact, last month, deaths since then have doubled in South Carolina to about 75 per day. PA is down with about 25% less deaths, on average about 169. And finally, Florida's daily death average is up from 165 last week to 185. More news in a moment. When it's time for a much-needed vacation, come to Florida and visit beautiful Siesta Key. Check out Paradise with two-bedroom suites at the Palm Bay Club, on the water and on the beach. SiestaKeyYes.com is where you start. Paradise is waiting at SiestaKeyYes.com. Making headlines, New York City's indoor dining will reopen at 25% capacity on February 14th of all days, Valentine's Day, according to Governor Andrew Cuomo. The city's positivity went from 7.1% on January 5th to 4.9% on January 28th. All predictive models suggest improvement will continue, according to the governor, who said Friday at a press conference. Johnson & Johnson's issued its report on its third-stage vaccine trials. The results show efficacy at 65% of the time, considered a success by the CDC. Only one shot is required, and Johnson & Johnson says the cost will be about $10 per shot. The vaccine is expected to roll out by June. J&J also says its vaccine can curtail morbidity, even with the new African variant strain that is surfacing in spots around the U.S. And a South African coronavirus variant that you've been hearing about has likely been in community spread here at home, according to Rochelle Walensky, the director of the CDC. She said the fact that the two patients in South Carolina didn't know each other and had not traveled to South Africa leads to the likelihood there is community spread of the strain. 
She added that even a vaccine with 50 to 60 percent efficacy compared to the ratings on the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines ratings in the 90s is still considered a strong tool to fight the pandemic, but many people still need a booster shot as time goes by. World Health Organization's led team of experts investigating the origins of the Wuhan coronavirus on Friday visited a hospital in the Chinese city of Wuhan that was one of the first to treat patients in the early days of the vaccine. According to WHO spokeswoman Margaret Harris, the team will go in, but they'll be bused to wherever they're supposed to go and won't have any contact with members of the community, limited only to those people who are chosen by the state. That, she told at a briefing in Geneva on Friday. And a study by a group of the University of Oxford has found that around one in eight individuals infected by the virus end up suffering from a neurological or psychiatric illness within six months. The study, which is yet to be peer-reviewed, also found that for those with a history of neurological or psychiatric illnesses, the incident rate for neurological or psychiatric illnesses increases to one in three patients. For more information and continuous data updates, follow us online and this podcast at candidlyspeaking.net. With your coronavirus update, brought to you by Siesta Key Vacations at siestakeyyes.com, I'm Jim Watkins.